The following program is a paid commercial presentation on WINT. The views and opinions presented on this program do not necessarily coincide with those of our ownership, management, or staff. Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. This show is sponsored by Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. And our purpose of this show today is talking about small business stuff. Along the way, we'll give you knowledge and tools to succeed with your small business, whether you're just starting up or you're established and been around for a while. I know we can help you. My name's Jack Mancini, and I'm here with my business partner, Adam Sunholt. Hello, Jack. Hello, yes, we're, Adam. we're here again this week, and a big part of what, what we do with Maximum Value Partners, that's MVP, is we help to make our clients the MVPs of their business. And we're here to help do that for you as well, for those of you who are listening to the, to the podcast or, or listening to us live here on the air. Try to help share some of our experiences and stories over, uh, Jack and I have been together for nearly 15 years now. Boy, it's a long time, Adam. Goes by quick. People not married that long today. That's right. <laughs> we could be through a couple marriages at that point, right? <laughs> That's right. And we see that often, too, in business, where partnerships don't usually last that long either. So... Um, but yeah, we, we've seen a lot just our 15 years together with the hundreds of clients we've, we've coached. And before we got together, our own personal experiences of having owned and operated 20 companies and, and worked for some big companies as well early on in our career. So we've seen it all kind of been there, done that. And a big part of what we like to bring is very practical guidance and advice and some stories. That's a big part of what the show is all about is to share some stories that we've had uh, with small business owners uh, or owners of small companies. The owners themselves come in all different shapes and sizes. And then yeah, the, the small business owners are our favorite, right? The that's little right. The, the miniature ones. The we like those the best. That's, that's right. That's right. So we have a we have a great show planned for you today. We're gonna we're gonna throw something a little different at you today, and Jack's got has a little heads up on that for you. Okay. You know, if you've been listening to us over the months, we basically uh, break this up into four segments. And first segment, we, we basically debunk a myth out there. And the second segment, we talk about the dirty secret. And the third segment is uh, something I've been pondering for a week. And we start it with what we say, uh, uh, you know, how come? Starting with how come, a question. And then the fourth segment, we usually break up with a uh, Adam chronicling a success story from our long list of successes with our coaching clients. But what we also talk about is the state of how. What does that mean? That means every business owner throughout the, throughout the day has a how question. How do I do this? How do I hire good people? How do I find good people? How do I get more sales? The endless how questions are what we feature, and we like to say that we get, clients unstuck from that state of how because it's a state it's a mindset it's something that you have to go through every day there are certain things that just come up in which you don't have an answer for and it's going to be a a question that's preceded with how so what we're going to do we like to say we do that but we're going to feature how questions that come up through our week-to-week coaching clients so during the course of our coaching, and we'll talk a little more about that, some of the process, but during the, 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 you know, our coaching process itself, we get a lot of how questions throughout the day. And that's what we're going to talk about because it's fun. And we're going to encourage you, the owners of small businesses who are out there, as you have a how question or if something we're talking about prompts you, I want you to give us a call. 
you know, Adam will give you the number for that stuff here in a minute. But we'd like you to be part of the program. We'd like to see what kind of how questions you have. We feel pretty confident that we've answered and solved many how questions through these 15 years to the degree that we haven't heard too many how questions when it relates to marketing and the business side of business. That's your product. Your product is your product. You're the expert in this. We might be able to add a little bit of clarity and maybe uh, help you frame an issue, but we, we deal not with your product, but the other business stuff. So what do you think, Adam? That's right, all that, all that stuff. Yeah, when, when Jack and I put our bald heads together, we get some sparks that get created doing that. And uh, Amazing how that works. <laughs> right. So we sat down last week, we were, we were chronicling some of the, the, the how questions that we, that we got just, just in the last seven days alone. There were dozens of them. And so what we decided to do today is we wanted to kind of highlight a few of those and just talk about it because we know that, that, that there, are, there are common issues that, that the owners have. And so if you want to throw some in as well to add to these, we'd be happy to, to, to address yours as well. You can always reach us here in the studio. We're here live every Monday from noon to 1 p.m. Eastern. The number here is area code 440-946-9468. Again, that's 440-946-WINT. We'd like to have you be part of the show. If you have one that you want to email in, we can we can address it that way as well. Our email for our radio and podcast listeners is radio at MaximumVP.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, so you want to jump into our first how question here, Jack? Now, these are questions that we we were asked by our clients during the give and take of, of our coaching meetings with them. And what we typically do, we meet with a client uh, who who is our client. We meet either once a week or once every other week. And we usually have a session which lasts for an hour and a half to two hours. And during the course of that, we have what we call our seven keys to success, and we coach people, and that's available on our, our website. Uh, but we, we coach people through those seven keys. And if you are coachable and stay coachable, you're going to be successful with mastering those seven keys. And what we, what we call success are growing sustainable profits. Anything else is nonsense. That's right. So what we'll do is we start to kind of talk about these questions. We'll, we'll, we'll start to filter back into those seven keys. And as Jack said, you can find that on our website, which is MaximumVP.com. There's a, there's a, a menu item there called the MVP Playbook. If you click on that, you can see uh, the seven keys to success. There's a nice infographic there, a nice visual you can print out and, and take a look through. So why don't we start with our first question here, Jack? I got one to start with, if you, unless you've got one in mind. No, I think the first one is uh, perfect. Good. We have right. 12, 12 questions here that came up again through our coaching discussions and deliberations. It's like the 12 days of Christmas, right? Here we are, the 12 questions, the 12 how questions of MVP perfect. here, right? All perfect. Right. Uh, so this, this, is a, this is a company and an owner of a company who's a pretty big guy. He's a big yeah, guy for, physically. Yeah, for, <laughs> for a small business, he's a big owner. That's right. He isn't one of the little owners of small businesses. He's a big owner of, of a small business. Right. But physically, he, he can be an imposing guy. And he's loud he's when also, he talks. He's also a D. Okay, so, so, D. so for disc, yeah, so for disc parlance. Uh, yeah, disc is, uh, when you look at our seven keys to success, one of them, you know, number five, is leadership. And a big part of that is a, a behavior assessment that we use, we talked about here on the show a number of times, called DISC, D-I-S-C. 
So the Ds, that's the first letter of, of the disc, are those d dominant, driving, demanding types. So these are the folks that can be a little bit abrasive, uh, a little bit pushy, a uh, certain energy about them that if they're unaware of themselves, they can be uh, viewed as kind of uh, mean or kind of bullying or other stuff that people often will talk them, you know, talk about in terms of how they see them. All those words that I love. Yeah. And again, it's uh, so Especially we use that term. Mean. Yeah, we, we use that term D. So um, so from that standpoint, so picture this guy. He's a he's a very hard D. I mean, he's a he's a full D, 100 percent. That's his 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 only prominent style is D, and he's big physically. Tough guy, and athletic. Loud. You right. know, played played very high level sports. Uh, big guy, and he's smart. He's a smart man, and he's big, and he can be very imposing. Right. So he asked, uh, he asked us the question, Adam, one of many questions through the course, but we plucked this one out. I'm not sure, was it him who asked it or his wife? It may have been his wife who asked it, but he, he agreed it was a good question, <laughs> which was, uh, how do I become more approachable? Hmm. How do I become more approachable? Because I, I think I am approachable. I, I think she asked it because he said, what, what, what do you mean? I am approachable. I, you know, in his mind, yeah, he, he is was, very approachable, he approachable right? approachable because... He yeah he he wanted he wanted an open door policy he wanted his employees to come to him and talk over stuff he was giving them what he felt and rightfully so because it's true he, he was giving them a lot of consideration and he thought about them I and mean, he's a good guy so this was a question in the normal give and take of coaching how well, do I become more approachable yeah and and what prompted it was the recent uh, couple of employees who were key employees who were looking to leave. Okay. And he's, almost back to back. Yeah. yeah. You know, all, I mean, uh, within a matter of a month. You know, this is all within maybe 10, 10 days of each other. And he's thinking, well, wait a minute. You know, I've, I've done, you know, to, to, to your point, Jack, you know, the, the, the one especially, he kind of bent over backwards to kind of, you know, make sure things fit for what this guy was trying to accomplish and work around certain situations and that. And he said, you know, if you're not happy with, with what's going on, why don't you come talk to me about it? Instead, they're going to talk to his wife about stuff when they're ready to kind of go, right? Now, do you do you out there, do you owners of small businesses have that same problem? Are you aware that people are going around you? They'll talk to somebody else or they'll buzz around the lunch table about stuff that isn't even factual rather than come and talk to you? We know it's a common problem because this isn't the first time we've been asked oh, yeah. in all the years we do this. Well, especially when it comes to you know to, to employees, and if employees are not happy, how do you come tell the boss that you've got an issue, or that you have a concern, or that you want more money, or you know, whatever it might be that that you're not exactly excited about it? And the the, the owner is trying to figure out how, how do I figure these things out? You know, how do I get that information without having a mole in place to kind of get the information? Yeah, but why can't they just come talk to me? Again, he's saying, "I'm a very approachable guy. You know, I'm a, a very, I'm a very, very in reasonable his mind, guy." He has the best of intentions, but here's this big guy, <laughs> hands, <laughs> arms out, trying to embrace, but people aren't stepping up. What do you think? You want to keep talking about this guy, or you want to take well, a so break here for a minute? We'll do yeah, when we come back here, we're going to give you some tips on how to become more approachable because I think it's very key not only for our, for our D's out there who could be very intimidating, but I think for most owners, would like to know a couple simple tips about ways to become more approachable. So stay tuned. When we come back, we're going to talk about how to become more approachable. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we're looking forward. Why don't you... 
you you ponder your own how questions and uh, feel free to call us and, and become part of the program here. That's right. You can call in at 440-946-9468. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And we are with Maximum Value Partners. We're business coaches. And what we're doing today is exploring countless how questions. And we're, we're selecting a bunch of them from our last week of, of coaching small business owners like you folks out there. And what a how question is, is what you're faced with often. And almost every day, I'm sure almost every day, if not every day for sure, you have a how question. How do I find an employee? How do I become more approachable, which is what we're talking today about? How do I get unstuck from this state? Who can I talk to? Well, you can talk to us. In fact, if you have a how question now, we'd love you to give us a call and be, become, uh, become part of the program. Have fun with this stuff. We try to have fun with stuff. So That's right. So as Jack said, we're welcome to be part of this show. We're going to give you the answer here in terms of at least a couple of suggestions we have in terms of that first how question, as you mentioned, which is how to be more approachable. But if you have a, a how question of your own you want to share with us, again, we're here every Monday from noon to 1 Eastern. The number here in the studio is 440-946-9468. That's, again, 440-946-WINT. You can also email us at radio at maximumvp.com. But yeah, become part of the program. Let's let's uh, hear your how questions because we know you have a lot of them, and chances are we have heard those directly and have given great advice for how to solve them. That's right. So we'll we'll bring our we'll do our best to get to throw throw some of the more common ones up here. So the one we were discussing uh, before the break was again this is a an owner of a small company that's been a client of ours for a number of years, who's a big, physically intimidating guy. He's a he's a D in disc parlance, so very kind of dominant, you know, style and personality. And but his, what a lot of people like to say at heart, he's a teddy bear, right? Right? One of those little Once you get past all like yeah, guys. get past all that gruff, right? All the bluster, there it is. All the, yeah. So his his wife asked how how he he can become more approachable, which he was surprised by because he feels he's he feels he's very approachable. And it was prompted by a couple of employees, you know, who who are key key people, who were trying to, you know, leave the company without talking to them about it first, because you know they had some issues or some challenges that that, that were going on. And so we gave them a couple of tips. And so when D's have questions, often that they'll, they'll look to Jack first to kind of see what he says, because Jack's a D as well. So I said, well, you know, softy though. I've become a softy through. <laughs> well, the Jack's a very, uh, yeah, he's a, he's a very experienced, seasoned D who's been aware of this for a while. And so you sprinkle that seasoning on, plus the natural aging process will help the, the usually goes one way or the other, right? Either it softens the D a little bit and it takes the edges off, or they become even more hardened. So you went down the first path versus the second path, right? Grumpy, grumpy old man, depending <laughs> on the day, <laughs> That's right. right? That's right. So they asked for a couple of ideas about ways to, uh, to, to, to be more approachable. And you gave him a couple of good tips, Jack. Why don't you share that with our audience here? God, what were those? I can't you remember. You don't remember? All right, I'll remember. That's okay. First <laughs> one, the first one, which is, which is a very simple, it's one that, that's been told to me numerous times before, and that is to smile, okay, to smile more often, right? Now, as silly and as stupid as that might sound to some of you, because it sounded stupid when somebody told me that, told, told, told me that for the first time. So why don't you smile more often, right? If you're, if you're feeling good, if you're happy, why don't you let your face know it, right? 
I'm thinking, okay, you know, it, it sounds simple and easy, but it can be very dangerous too. And let me p paint a very good picture for you. Uh, for those of you who, you know, were, you know, have watched any of the political stuff going on here for the last six months, you may have watched a debate or two or seen parts of the debate, and you may have seen the Joker smile that Hillary Clinton has. Oh yes, the I mean, Joker smile. Anybody that's seen it? It is so it is so unnatural. But I guarantee you, she got the same advice. Hey, just smile. If, 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 if you're getting mad or upset and somebody's saying something that you don't like, <laughs> just smile. And so here she was, and she puts this big fake smile up that you just, it's very off-putting. It actually has the exact opposite approach, right? So we talked to this client about it and said, well, let's make sure. And, and, and he tried to smile. Remember, he, he smiled and came up. I remember. Was very, we had was him, especially awkward. when you say smile. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, it's awkward, and it was fun. It was funny. I, you know, it, it – uh, so, so you have to do what my 10-year-old daughter does, okay? So I'll, I'll come in on her you know, numerous times. You know, here she's in the bathroom standing in front of this big mirror we've got and just practicing facial expressions, right? It's a great lesson, okay? So as you, as she's, she's looking, she's practicing different faces that, that she's trying to make. I go, okay, that's a good idea. So for her, I said, okay, you know, uh, for, for, for our clients, we, we told them the same thing. So make sure you look in the mirror to make sure it looks natural. And just you know, kind of capture yourself again, because when he smiles, we, 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 we see him smile a lot, because, again, we, we have a lot of good discussions as part of our meetings and, and everything else. But your point, it's like when you're sitting for, for that school photo or you're sitting for, for a photo shoot. Okay, smile, right? It's so it's it's smile, so hard to smiling, do, right? Smiling disarms people. Right. They, it's it's very hard to get somebody who's standing there, sitting there, smiling at you. You know, you you <laughs> you finally explode. Say, what the hell are you smiling about? You right, know, or, I mean, it it takes you <laughs> off on a different path, and that's one of the keys to becoming approachable. But it it can't just be done once in a while oh. to try to gain an effect. You, you got to incorporate <laughs> it into your your daily life and. Uh, well, Jack, you've done such a good job of doing that. You know, we get questions all the time, and people ask me, you know, what's, what's Jack smiling about? It's always good to, to right. berate somebody with a smile on your face because they don't quite know what happened. Right. right? It, uh, no, that's, that's a lot of fun, and that's a good technique. That's yeah. a good technique. And so and it's easy to do if you're enjoying what you're doing, which, which most owners do. do, and, you know, we, you know, we certainly do as well. So that's tip number one to become more approachable is, is a smile. Make sure it's a genuine smile, but just be more conscious of it. If you're feeling happy, you're feeling good, Again, let your face know how you're feeling about things. But again, look in the mirror, get a feel for what that feels like when it looks natural. Maybe ask your spouse or a good friend to kind of because they'll let you know. Yeah, it kind of seems a bit. A bit yeah, don't a bit don't forced. don't show all your teeth in a sarcastic <laughs> way, and uh, <clears throat> you you know what we're talking about. I right. know you do. <laughs> right. So that was tip number one. And the second tip, okay, for becoming more approachable. And this is something that that you're also very good at, Jack, which is being very self-deprecating. Yes. Okay? And so maybe you can give you can give a few examples of what that might sound like here for our audience in terms of being you know being more self-deprecating. Well, like our uh, our bald heads, we'll we'll talk about that. You know, to uh, uh, set yourself up and poke fun at yourself. If you do that, you know that makes the person across the table who might be thinking a version of the same thing, or maybe even not, doesn't make any difference. They become aware of your we'll call it. Uh, human side you know it's kind of fun you don't take yourself too seriously you're you're uh you're natural it's okay that's the heart heartbeat of what approachable means at least in my opinion to you know say it's okay it's okay i mean there's a limit you, you know you gotta 
you can poke the bear a little bit, but don't keep poking. Sooner or later, there's a threshold you cross over, and the smiles are gone, and the demeanor and is the gone. the bear lashes out at you, right? Yeah. But when you talk about yourself, don't talk about how great you are, uh, even though we are pretty good here. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, probably, it's, it's probably more about not, about not taking yourself so seriously. Exactly. That's a big part Absolutely. of it. And uh, I guess, you know, one of the, 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 the things I may put in this category, you can tell me if this is right or not, Jack, which is, you know, one of your famous lines, which we've, you know, I know I've incorporated a lot and we encourage our clients to as well, is a very simple two-word phrase. I'm confused. Mm. Okay. That, to me, that kind of fits in that, in that self-deprecation That's, piece because uh, right. you know, our culture does not encourage you not to know what the heck's going on sometimes or to say that I'm confused. But most people are a lot that they're afraid to admit it. So if you're the first one to kind of put it out there, hey, I'm confused, people will will think very highly of you and thank yeah, you for, you for putting talking, it out there, right? <laughs> talking uh, pretty uh, smartly and, and have great insight, and all of a sudden you're confused. I mean, that's a, that's a game changer right there at the table, mm-hmm. and it's it's a very powerful tool. So if you present it in the way, which, which you often do say, you know, again, I'm sure everybody else knows what's going on here, but you know, I'm often a little bit slower than, 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 than to kind of catch up on some of the stuff. So I'm a little bit confused. So you'll kind of put it out there where, hey, everybody else probably is not me. It's just me. So let me kind of throw it out there. But usually if you have a group of five people, I guarantee at least two, other, the, two of the other five are, are probably confused or, 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 or maybe don't realize that, that they're confused. So it's key to kind of put those kind of things out there. So smiling, again, genuine smiles are very, very key. And I think self-deprecation is very key. Again, not take yourself too seriously. Those are the those are the two two items. You're right. Thanks for reminding me. It's okay, that's, and, what, that's uh, what makes a good partnership. We kind of keep things you going here. Great, you have <laughs> such a great memory anyway, so that, that's a good thing. But those those two points were were our answer to how do I become more approachable? Well, if you think and practice those, you're going to be you're going to be more approachable. And if you right. don't think you have a problem. Well, that's great, but chances are, if you haven't asked anybody, uh, hey, you know, am I easy to talk to? Right. Can I? Uh, can you feel comfortable coming up to me? Uh, get some insight in that. And if you have some problems with that, hey, we can help you. That's for sure. That's right. All right, stick around. When we, when we come back on the other side here, we're going to dig into a couple of other how questions we've had here in the past week or so. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini, and our, our program today is sponsored by maximum value partners and that's what we do we deliver maximum values to our partners and and uh who are really our coaching clients we have a lot of fun doing it and we help you get unstuck from that state of how and i know you have some how questions out there why don't you give us a call why don't you become part of the program today that's right the phone number here is 440-946-9468 stay tuned for more dirty secrets of small business on integrity radio wint 1330 am 101.5 fm and online at com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. You know, we have the the program titled Dirty Secrets of Small Business. But what we're starting to do is take from our coaching experience, and that's what we are, business coaches. We, We coach owners of small businesses defined as 1 to 25 employees. And we're taking our experiences, which span over 15 years, of literally thousands, probably tens of thousands of how questions, 
that we've asked or been asked uh, by our clients, and we put our heads together and solve those how questions. We literally have, uh, we're, we're, we've done so many of them that they're coming back and repeating here. So those are really the, the heart of the dirty secrets of small business. You have, as a small business owner out there, how questions that go unanswered. You, you do them yourself through trial and error. And it's, it's a natural part. It's a natural part of running a business. How do I find a good employee? How do I talk to the bank? How do I understand my, my financial statements? How do I do how, how, how? And what we'd like to do is have you be part of the program and call in. Call in and talk about a how question that you might have that's been pondering or that's been bothering you for a while, and uh, we'll kick it around. But in the meantime, we have a list of how questions that came up over the last week of our coaching experiences. We coach many clients, either weekly or bi-weekly, and we have many how questions that come about through that. So we've corralled maybe 12 of those, and we're going to talk about a few of them today. And if you have any, you know, you can call us and join us. We're, uh, we're available, and we'd like you to be part of the program at 440-946-9468. That's right. And probably the, 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 the biggest, dirty, dirtiest secret there is, Jack, is when it comes to business is that most of those owners are stuck in a state of how, right? <laughs> you, you are absolutely right. Because most people is. think that the owners have it all figured out. They know exactly what to do. And in, in, in reality, most of them have many of these how questions. And, you know, as Jack, as, as you're saying, this is a list that we're going through right now that just came across in the last week alone from clients that we've, that we've spent time with. So we know these questions are out there. And these weren't the first time we've heard these. There's, again, these are ones that, that just came up we wanted to kind of share with you. And so, you know, as a small business owner, uh, I, I know, I, and Adam knows as a small business owner, we just know together that you have all these how questions. In fact, when we, you know, peel the onion on what coaching is all about, answering and setting up the answer for, for all these how questions is probably the heart of what coaching is all about. We have a process that lets you, you become successful, defined as growing sustainable profits. And any number of issues that come up with your employees, with your vendors, customers, it, it results in a how question being developed. And so this, this is pretty easy for us, and we have a lot of fun. We hope you're having fun, too. You know, we'd like you to call us and throw, throw a how question into the pot here and uh, see what we can do with it. All right, so while we're waiting for that phone to ring, again, the number is 440-946-9468. We got our next how question that we had from last week, and this one is one I know everybody can relate to, and there's a couple different avenues we'll take it down in terms of depending what your situation is, but here's the how question. How do I get a customer who is late on payments and owes me a lot of money to pay? Okay. Oh, that question. I don't think that question That's, in 15 years, Adam, has ever come up before. That's right. <laughs> if you've been in business for more than six months, it's probably come up into your, into your mind numerous times, right? So we've been through that you know, personally ourselves you know, quite a few times as well. And so if you're asking that question, you've got somebody who owes you quite a bit of money. I, I guess the first, the first framing of it for, from, from our standpoint is, well, is this somebody that you're, that you're currently doing business with and you want to keep doing business with going forward? Or is it somebody who you used to do business with and you have to kind of go after them? So there's probably a couple different pathways to go. Um, the, the first scenario in terms of if, if, if it's a current client, and you want to keep doing business with them, okay, there's one way to go with that, okay? 
And you know, one of the best ways we know to kind of go with that, and we had a client this this just happened to very recently, and is to go sit down and talk to them. First of all, you got to stop giving them credit. Okay, start there. Now, don't let the fact that they owe you some money mean that you don't want to do business with these folks. Because again, if they're willing to pay you a COD, pay you cash, that's still good business to have, assuming it's still profitable for you, right? But don't don't let the past sins impact your future business with these folks. No, it's amazing. It's it's amazing how uncomfortable well, uncomfortable isn't the word. How sensitive people are about asking for money that is duly given to them and and like they're going to upset that customer All for right. hey you you've owed me money for 120 days here it's my money and and you know to to have an attitude that depicts that that tone that confidence shouldn't be a problem but yet it is well, well i think people maybe aren't sure what they're allowed to do maybe it's more that to a certain extent like they aren't sure what the rules of engagement are here in terms of well how do i how do i go and not be I can't remember what the guy's name is from the from the uh, um, what's the movie from um, Goodfellas, All right? What was the guy's name? Bernie or somebody? There was a guy that they, they, oh, he, had, the he, had, the he had the hair piece, the, right? Yeah, yeah. And he wanted his money. I want my money. He's coming. He's he, he, you know. I mean, so, you want to reach through the screen and just punch him yourself because right? he's so annoying, right? People don't want to necessarily be to that extent, but there's a lot of ways to go between where you oh, are wait, now and there, getting there. There are lines that are crossed that. Do allow that, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> a lot of, but yeah, you can see in that, yeah, in right. that movie for those. But I think people, I think people may have, may have that in mind, but they aren't sure. I think that you know, to my point here, Jack, they aren't maybe sure what the rules of engagement are, you know, what they can do. So first off, you know, what, what we encourage is not let the past sins impact going forward. If, if, if this is good, profitable business, assuming that that they're paying, you start with COD, okay? COD, and we call it COD plus. So COD on whatever they're ordering. Plus a little bit to kind of pay off what you know what those past dues are going to be, but sit down and talk to the to the owner. Oh well, wait, this is a current client now. Yeah, then I'll assume decent relationship. Correct. So they're good for a promise or two to be broken, and if that be the case, versus putting right on COD. Uh, hey Adam, you know you owe me ten thousand dollars here. Uh, give me a schedule of payments that I can live with, and just make sure that you follow that that plan and if there's any problems give me a call i think most people would accept that versus and cutting them off from you know and yeah, put, moving so to keep a giving them credit COD right away but that's a mature discussion and and one that has some basis in in uh comfort and certainly you who wants to retain this customer are going to show uh, a, a willingness to work in a in a very positive way all right so let me let me stop you there so the first step i think we want to make sure people know is place a phone call don't don't do this through a, a letter or an email or some other phone stuff call, place right. a phone call to people and say hey i want to sit down and talk about what's going on they they know that that they owe you money you know that, that they owe you money okay now the phone call will tell you a lot some folks will duck a phone call Right, won't answer it. Okay. Right, but right. some will take it. Okay, so let's assume that again, this is a good relationship to your, to your point, Jack, and they take that phone call. So set up a time to sit down and talk to them about it. Talk about a plan to get you caught up. Let's talk about it. Now, if that plan says, "Oh, I promise, well, I can't get you anything here," okay, well, it's got to be a plan that works works both ways. Okay, it's got to be. It's got to be both ways. And one of the problems that a lot of small business owners have is that they can't schedule out six months' worth of payments and have confidence that they can make these things, or make these things being the, the payments. 
So what they they do, they throw out numbers and then they kind of grab on and hope rather than, you know, develop a, a, a method to make sure that what they say they're going to be able to deliver. And that creates problems on right. the other side. So so phone call first. The, the idea of the phone call is to set up a meeting. In person, if you can do it. Again, this is, if somebody's within reasonable driving distance, I think it, it makes sense to sit down and talk to somebody face-to-face so you can get a read on them. See how, you know, again, you, you want to be able to look this person in the eye. We're talking about some money that's owed here. It's key to kind of get that sense of them. So focus on phone call first. Try to get a meeting scheduled in person if you can with the decision maker. If it's another smaller company, you want to talk, talk to the owner. If it's a bigger company, okay, figure out who, who, who the, the, the person who, who can decide is to sit down and talk to them and make sure you get comfort that it's you know, going to take that, care that of. That sounds so logical, Adam. Why isn't that done? <laughs> and then it's not done many, many times. It's a common sense, good approach to you know, relationships, which we always talk about, but we don't really execute. We'll send an email or we'll send a threatening this or even with a good client. You just get very frustrated. Just sit down and, hey, Adam, let's work this problem out. Right. It's not the end of the world. But. That's right. Sit down and talk about it. So focus on phone call first to get a meeting schedule, okay? And I think one of the reasons people don't necessarily get that done is maybe they aren't too sure, well, if I do get that meeting, now well, what? what am I going to do, right? So... Stay tuned. What we'll do is we'll, when we come back here after our break, we'll, we'll, we'll help give you some more details in terms of what it is that you got to do, how to prepare for that sit-down meeting, what, what should the tenor of that meeting sound like, how do you make it come off as being a very positive meeting for both of you to make sure that you're going to have I'm, I'm a good forward, relationship going forward. I'm looking forward to the other part of that when it's a bad client who yeah. we don't care to have. Most that's, D's that's like that. Fun. That's right, to pick a fight and kind of go after them. All right, so stick stick around. When we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll delve into that to give you some more guidance in here as far as how to collect money from a client that owes you money, that Sounds you want to keep good. a client. I'm Sounds Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini with Maximum Value Partners. And we will help you, guaranteed, get unstuck from that state of how. Give us a call. We can help you out. All right. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Lancini with Maximum Value Partners, MVP, Most Valuable Player. We help you, as we've been talking about all day, and if you've been listening to us through the months, we help you get unstuck from that state of how. And we're examining one of those how questions that we picked up last week in our coaching business here. What is that, Adam? That's right. So we were talking about that here in the prior segment. The, the how question we're addressing here is, how do I get a customer who is late on payments and owes me a lot of money to pay? And so we started framing this in terms of assuming this is a customer you want to keep going forward. It starts with a simple phone call, not an email, not a text, not a, a you know a letter or something out of your accounting system to this person. It's a phone call to the decision maker. So it's to another owner of a company. It's calling them. If it's a bigger company, maybe whoever's in charge of that department, but you want to get a phone call to get a meeting scheduled. Face-to-face meeting are always is always the best always way to kind of do this. Right. And so we're discussing in the prior segment as far as why people often don't do that. And we think the big reason why is they aren't quite sure if they do get a meeting, what are they going to say? And this can be a very awkward, uncomfortable meeting for folks, or it can be a very good meeting for folks, depending how it, how it goes. So if you know what you're going to say and how you're going to address the situation in that meeting, it becomes a much easier phone call to be able to make 
and to be able to have that sit-down meeting. So well, preparation always, always is the key to confidence. And uh, as you say, a lot of times people just don't know what to do. Right. Uh, it's their money. It's okay to to ask for your money, and it's it's a, a very effective way to be polite but yet firm in fact that you are looking for payments and you'll work with that person so, so we're gonna we're gonna talk about the other side of this uh, which is more exciting you'll, yeah we'll jump into that in a second so i, I think to, to your point earlier jack the the, the, the phone call is look the, the the purpose of the meeting is to get a payment plan that works for for, for both parties right all right the idea that that's how we, we we'd like this thing to come out it isn't threatening that that's how we want things to kind of go we, you know we don't want to sue people we want to make sure that that they can pay us because they know they owe you money they want to pay you, and you want to get paid. So how do we get a payment plan that's going to be comfortable for both of us? That's the, that's the agenda for the meeting. Let me ask you a question. you think there's any people out in our listening audience who have trouble getting paid from uh, uh, their customers? Do you think that's a problem? I think, I'm thinking they probably have ha- had trouble with that, and I'm thinking quite a few of them probably have had p- trouble paying people as well. Both sides. So picture, picture you being on the receiving end of one of these phone calls. Are you going to duck and dodge the phone call? Or are you so, going to take the phone call? So often. Which one we, are you? We've we've, we've counseled you, on both right? sides of that. That's right. So we, we you know we, we encourage you to make the phone call and take the phone call and have a, have a face to face discussion. Okay. And so the idea is trying to get a payment plan together that's going to work for both sides. Now, if you're the one coming in where again somebody owes you some money, be very comfortable with one thing. They've now asked you to be a bank. Now, many of you have gone to banks before to be able to loan money, and you know the banks are very famous for asking you all sorts of questions and asking you for all sorts of very personal and uncomfortable information, right? Mm -hmm. So keep that mindset in mind when you're going into this meeting because one of the things we encourage our clients to ask for is financial statements, a current balance sheet, and a current profit and loss statement. What are those? All right. So the balance sheet, (laughs) that shows what's owned and what's owed by a company as well as how much the company is worth. It'll show assets like receivables and cash, inventory. It'll show uh, liabilities like payables and debts, and it'll show their equity as far as what the, uh, what the equity is going to be. So it shows what they own, what they owe, and what the company is worth. The P&L, the profit loss, will show the revenue, the expenses, the profitability of the company. The reason we, we, we encourage people to ask for this, a couple things. Most people are not used to being asked that. That'll bring you right to the top very quickly. It shows, it shows a certain credibility and professionalism. Even if you personally don't know how to read and, and navigate your way through both of those statements, the balance sheet and profit and loss, it makes you stand out, as Adam said, in a very big way, like, holy crap, what's this, uh, what's this guy or gal doing here? You know, they, they, they're asking me stuff that's out of my league many times. So part of the reason you're asking that is you want to know where you stand. If you get a chance to look at their balance sheet, one of the things you want to ask for as part of the balance sheet is you want to see a detailed list of, uh, of accounts payables in terms of the aging of that. You want to understand where you're at. So if, if they owe you $10,000 and you get their balance sheet and you see accounts payables for half a million dollars and you see debts of a million dollars, well, you know you're a pretty small potato there mm-hmm. okay, in terms of who they owe money to. So it's probably going to be kind of hard to get their attention, right? And we had a situation with that with the, with the, with the, with the company that, that Jack and I were involved in a couple of years back where the, 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 the customer wound up um, selling out to somebody else, and they came back and they wanted to negotiate payments that were not acceptable to our, our side of it, which was they wanted to be able to pay out over the next three years. What we discovered as part of our diligence and questioning of this client was that the debts owed to us were a minor fraction 
Okay, they owed they owed us about fifteen thousand dollars. They owed other people about one point eight million dollars. Okay. So, so we're a very small piece. And so we said, Hey, you know what? The terms you're proposing for three years to wait are totally unacceptable Screw to us. That's right. We do we don't want that. We took a hard line in the sand and, and they were involved in terms of another company being involved in terms of being a client going forward. We said this is not this is not acceptable for us. And we got paid very quickly on that because we, we had a sense of what the of, uh, of the scope of what was going on there understand the scope understand your position right. and when you do you can make a very uh, you know a very effective proposal right. and and dig in and show an attitude that's not smiley you know right. it's uh, all business now if you're a big debtor for them you may be a little bit more patient realize okay they, that you know they have to pay attention to you and they and they, you want them to work with you and you want to help them through, because, again, if they're a good customer for you, they can be a good customer going forward, you want to help them through this. This is a great way to build equity with these people. And we had a client doing that right now where he'd gone in, and the customer owed him almost $100,000. Now, they were past due on their terms, which were 45 days. They were more like 90 or 120 days, so our client was getting very uncomfortable. So he went through this process, and what happened was he was able to get payment, put him on COD for current stuff, and started getting paid each week on a portion of that old that old debt. But it was a very comfortable discussion. He turned over the financial statements very quickly, and he saw that what was owed to him was, I think he was number two or, 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 or three in line in terms of who, who he owed money to. So he was mm-hmm. towards the top, of the, you know, top of the food chart there. And he's been getting paid regularly here now for the last three, three and a half months. Every week they're paying out something old, and they're continuing to order going forward. And the guy, his client is going through a, a, a growth spurt right now. And so our client is building tremendous equity with him going forward. Because he, he could go buy this stuff from somebody else, but he's buying it from our client because our client's working with them and is being patient. So, so this is now not damaging, but in fact it's solidifying their relationship to be able to kind of go forward. That's a key thing to be able to kind of do. So if you have that information, if you have the financial statements, you can, you can have a good sense of where you are and which route to take, whether you want to take that more combative route that Jack likes to take sometimes and, and well, go after I, him. I like but that. It, but it, it's yeah. required sometimes. Sure. You know, does anyone out there have uh, any problems at all with trying to collect past due accounts? I, uh, I'm i going to guess at them. I'll, in fact, I'll, I'll bet a lot of money. I like to bet once in a while. I'll, I'll bet a lot of people, <laughs> big percentages, 90% have trouble collecting payments from Money owed them by customers, good, bad, or otherwise. So what do you do when there's a hard line? Well, we aren't going to be able to get too much uh, into that today. So we could bring that in next Monday, you know, continue on. Because this is a common problem. We know without anyone even calling in and telling us it's a problem. We know it's a big problem. And we have combated. In fact, I like to do it for for blood sport once in a while, just to to stay sharp on modern uh, uh, modern day... responses to to ducking debt and i think we've heard them all i can honestly say that and we have fun keep in mind guys we have fun with this stuff and collecting a debt doesn't have to be all all the negativity that that most people surround it's not it it, it's let's say this it's not a pleasant business problem but there are so many effective ways to basically go after it before you bring in the lawyers and before you bring in the sour pusses and swearing and 
you know, all the all the negativity that comes out. That's it doesn't right. have to that's, be that that's way. That's right. We can't we can't have the sourpusses. So we'll we'll <laughs> leave you on that note. No sourpusses this week, folks. All right. So we thank you for joining us again on this week's edition of the Dirty Secrets of Small Business, brought to you here by Maximum Value Partners. Uh, we look forward to having you join us next Monday at noon. If you have some questions or some of those hot questions of your own you want to share, shoot us an email at radio at MaximumVP.com. You can also give us a call when we're not in the air at 877-849-0670. Okay, and at Maximum Value Partners, we're looking for you small business owners defined as 1 to 25 employees. We can help you get unstuck from that state of how. Give us a shot. If you missed any of this show or any of our prior shows, go to uh, iTunes and you can you can subscribe to our podcast there or the archive section of wintradio.com and find our program there. Okay, learn more about how to handle the how questions next Monday at noon. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM and 101.5 FM and also wintradio.com.